we have an exciting announcement from our sponsor, the Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association. As of June 30th, Japanese shochu can be sold without a hard liquor license in New York State as long as it is 24 ABV or below. After over three years working with the state legislature and the IRS, and in cooperation with the Japanese Food and Restaurant Association among others, JSS is excited to announce this change in the law. To celebrate, JSS will be holding a tasting event in New York on the 3rd of November with shochu distilleries from Japan, and will be inviting members of the Japanese Restaurant Association, other restaurateurs, distributors, bar staff, influencers, and others. JSS will also be sponsoring a cocktail week and an authentic shochu and awamori month with Japanese restaurants in New York. Bolstered by this success, JSS is also looking to work with the California legislature to enact a similar change in the Golden State. Now, back to the show. The people of sake actually brought me into sake. Back in 1988, this place was actually in Ginza on the main drag. At first it was kind of soy sauce, it was miso. To the point where it actually changed my life. New Year's Day 1989. Uh, not just sake as a beverage, but all the culture and history of Welcome and thanks for once again tuning in to a brand new episode here at Sake on Air, the world's very first podcast dedicated to expanding the dialogue surrounding Japan's iconic beverages of sake and shochu. My name is Justin Potts. I am one of your regular hosts here on the show, and I'm very excited to share with our listeners a little mini series we're kind of working on looking at travel around sake. And this is something very dear to my heart. And so I have rallied the troops both within the team as well as uh, a number of local specialists um, based in different regions around Japan. And so that's what we're going to dig into today. Um, but before we do that, uh, I want to go around the virtual room and introduce everybody. Um, Sebastian is here. Hello. So glad to be back behind the screen, Justin. Yeah, and especially to talk about one of my favorite topics, sake tourism. Right, and and today we're doing a place. You were actually where you were just there, right? Yeah, I was there a couple of weeks ago and preparing an itinerary and visiting um, friendly breweries again. Um, some of them for the first time. It was, I mean, I was amazed. Very good. Very nice. Very nice. So this week, I guess, without further ado, uh, we are going to start um, today. Uh, we're going to focus on Niigata um, and we're going to focus a little bit more specifically on Niigata, the city and just sort of the immediate periphery, because uh, those who are familiar um, as far as sake producing regions go, I mean, it's massive. It is a monolith of sake production and rice growing and it is incredibly diverse as a region honestly we could probably break this down into at least four or five different sessions um, just looking at different parts of Niigata a few episodes back we did a session with um, the folks from Kubota right who are based down in Nagaoka so we we talked we touched a little bit on Nagaoka um, as a region when we had them on um, but this time we're going to focus a little bit more on Niigata city. So if you were to take the train or the bullet train or the bullet train to the city and get off at the station and say, hey, I've got 24 hours, I got 48 hours, I've got two nights, three days, um, and I'm in the city and I'm able to, you know, do a couple of short trips here and there, or I just want to run around the city and have a few uh, really accessible and 
um, inspiring uh, experiences. Where could I go and how should I spend my time? And so that's what we're going to kind of, we're going to try and narrow it down if possible um, to, um, I guess, that sort of field or that sort of definition of Niigata for this session. And in order to do that, I called in another uh, local specialist who is based up in Niigata and has been for a very long time and his, who is as acquainted with the region's sake experiences as much or most more so than just about anyone I know, um, Ms. Tomomi Duquette, who is the founder of Niigata Sake Lovers. Tomomi Sensei, how are you doing? Hi. <laughs> Sorry, my. <laughs> I'm very good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Lovely to have you on here. Nice yeah, to see thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, I said, well, I said, we decided when we sat down and we're going, okay, where where are we going to target for regions? Um, and Niigata came up. Your your name obviously rose to the top of that list because I know that your roots are very deep um, in in Niigata and that a lot right. of your work is is based out of there and centralized um, mm -hmm. in and around Niigata. And so, yeah, why don't you take just a quick minute, tell us what it is that keeps you busy as a part of Niigata Sake Lovers and what it is you're up to. Right, thank you. Um, so yeah, I um, have this community called the Niigata Sake Lovers. We're basically um, started as a study group about Niigata Sake. Um, I was working as a translator, interpreter, and, but like, you know, as an, engineering translators I had to study about engineering to be able to translate you know for those technical words and but when I went to the second brewery I felt exactly the same thing like they were talking about way too many technical things and I yeah. couldn't even really <laughs> translate it's like when I had my friends over um, from abroad or like you know my customers from abroad of course I had a more chance to um, you know give a tour for them um, but then again, like I thought maybe we should, you know, study about more, you know, sake, um, like technical things and with them. So yeah, we started as a, um, like study group at the, and then brewery suggested that we would maybe try making sake with them. So, um, back in 2014, we did our first, uh, rice planting in May to, and then I um, did the rice harvesting in September, then used that rice. Um, we did a like brewing camp at the brewery. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, so like, you know, through through a year, like we learned how the sake is actually being made. And then that was a really amazing experience. Um, that was our actually really the beginning of this group. And what, after what, that- what did, what did you think about the beverage at that time? Um, so <laughs> when I was in, uh, back in, college you know you you, take, <laughs> you were gonna say high school you know, you know <laughs> fair enough we, we've all been yeah, there it's fine <laughs> what they call it you know, yeah, we, we, yeah we can we can right. edit it <laughs> oops <laughs> <laughs> right yeah back in college like you start to drink alcohol beverages right yeah. first I tried a beer I didn't like it it was bitter and a cocktail like and it, I didn't like it because like it's supposed to be juice but like aftertaste is so bitter um, but the first thing that I actually liked drinking was sake and, um, you know, grilled fish. Okay. <laughs> People call me Ojisan, like old yeah. guy for that. Yeah. But I just loved it. So like, yeah. Um, so ever since like I started to drink alcohol, like sake is one of, you know, my top top thing that, you know, I always um, order. 
Um, and also like it was really um yeah, good way to communicate about my culture from Niigata because like you know, we're the largest rice producer of um you know in Japan. And also we have the highest numbers of the breweries um also in Japan too. So like we have now 88 breweries. And and each region is like you know, just you mentioned earlier, like in each regions have different cultures of sake. And also like in food culture is quite different too. Like Ishikawa prefecture um, and you know those other three prefectures are are as big as one in Niigata prefecture yeah it's like you know each regions of course have different cultures because of that and mountainside they have more like rubus flavor but like you know my um, place in Niigata like we have more lighter you know crisp dry kind of um, flavor that's also you know coming from what we eat right yeah absolutely uh, were you actually born there, Tobami? Yeah, exactly. I was born right in the center of Niigata City, which is the you know the largest city in Niigata Prefecture too. Um, yeah, our capital is in Niigata, and so like this you know geisha thing that I um, that oh did I not, did I talk about it like Tech, so, uh, before we started recording? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, Niigata was known to be one of the top three geisha regions of Japan. One is Kyoto, obviously, like everyone knows, and then Tokyo, Shinbashi. And then the third was Furumachi Niigata. And this, you know, Furumachi is like one minute away from where I live. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm yeah. really coming from the central of Niigata. Yeah. And yeah, I think um, the reason why maybe I liked Niigata sake so much is that I grew up with, um, amazake okay like amazake was always in my kotatsu you know under the table heated up and that my grandma made so oh, amazing yeah so i grew up with that and so probably my brain knows you know how much i like these kind yeah. of you know like rice nice you know sweetness um but yeah so i'm from here and uh yeah so i do like to um you know, give a tour for, you know, those friends um, who came to visit Niigata. Um, so yeah, that was my like beginning of like you know, starting Niigasaki Lovers and I was like um, doing all sorts of projects now. So I, yeah. And uh, now I do um, not just give a tour, but give um, consultation or advices on restaurants or the government or um, I don't know, like, yeah, just, you know, people who are interested in gastronomy is uh, yeah, what I do. I also like, um, make videos. Mm. And yeah, if you want to look up uh, a Niigata, a hidden gem, mm. it's, um, it's on the web, um, our website. And uh, yeah, it's really fun to watch that you can go around Niigata City. And yeah, I, I put everything like every two seconds it changes <laughs> the, the scene changes, but <laughs> within three minutes you'll explore everything that you need to try in the city. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll put we'll put links to that in the show notes because I think it'll give people an idea as to sort of um, not just what's available right here in Niigata, but the scope of um, the depth and breadth of what Niigata um, has to offer as well too. Yeah, yeah. I say, and one thing you touched on that I think is important and probably worth mentioning you were talking about it being a major geisha machi right right yeah. um yeah. and what 
I know that Niigata back in was like the late, about the late 1800s, shortly after it shifted to the Meiji Restoration. For a, there was about a 20 year period or so where Niigata actually had the highest population in Japan. Right. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah, that's like true. Like more then... so than to Tokyo and those other areas. And I guess that's really significant. I mean, it'll probably kind of tie into, you know, what you were talking about, that that culture of having entertainment and drinks and beverage and all the things surrounding that. Really, a lot of it stems from that, right? It's right, because right. Because when um, post-Meiji Restoration, when the, the country was evolving into its into its future form, Right. And it was Niigata was basically like one of the main stops on the northern trade route. So yeah, everybody, exactly. everybody was coming through Niigata as a major port city. And so it was super, super active and super, super lively. And so just that culture of entertaining people from the outside of coming from the outside. Right. It's just been something that has been rooted there for a long a long, long time. Right, um, right, right. And so plus yeah. there were a few a few miners. Um for for gold in Sado and 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 coal, I suppose in uh, around the region. I'm not sure. Was it Akita or Niigata? But I'm sure that I mean these miners were enjoying sake and local sake um, as they were coming out of the pit, weren't they? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure. So let's say you're traveling to Niigata, accessibility-wise. How accessible is Niigata, the city, if you're just trying to get? Right. To, to Niigata City, right? To Niigata, yeah. Right. Well, so from Tokyo, it's really easy. Just take a bullet train and, you know, within the fastest one is like only 90 minutes from Tokyo Station to Niigata City. Um, regular one is maybe two hours, but like just, yeah, like straight. <laughs> and then you get off. And, <laughs> and then you're there. <laughs> you're there. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then around the, you know, station area, of course, like there are a few things to look around, but like, you know, the area that I'm talking about, Furumachi, um, it's only five minute bus ride, or you can walk. It's like 15 to 20 minute walk, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is a like, um, yeah, like a direct bus um, <clears throat> coming from, from the station. And there's, I don't know, hmm, what, like, how how <laughs> how would you go down to Furumachi? Would you walk? You know, if if the weather's good, it's not, if it's not the middle of winter and right <laughs> or anything, I walk it a lot of the time because it's a lovely walk, right? I mean, you walk um, over the river out that way. It's what it's maybe 20, 30 minutes from the station, but like you said, if you if you hop out there, I mean, you can grab a bus or grab a taxi, and in yeah. five minutes you're in the middle of Furumachi, which is pretty much the the central, I guess, for lack of a better word, I, I don't know if entertainment district is the right word for it, but it's where all of the not drinking, dining, you know, entertainment is pretty is very centralized, at least the, right. the old town anyway, hmm. right? All right, Furumachi is called actually old town. Literally. <laughs> That's what literally, it is, so, yeah, right? literally, yeah. But it's hard not to be tempted when you just exit the station. I mean, it's amongst... All Japanese cities. I mean, Niigata really stands out uh, as you exit the station. And the mm -hmm. number of izakayas and all sorts of, of joints that are really tempting you. It's tantalizing, isn't it? So, do you advise to to wait and go to Furumachi or uh, <laughs> have a bite first around the station? Um, for the 
first thing I would actually suggest you to do is at the station, there is a bar called a Tabi Bar. And then <laughs> there's a guy called Kubota-san. And I don't know if he speaks any English, but like he's just so friendly and so welcoming. And he knows a lot about sake. And also like he just loves Niigata <laughs> it's like he'll teach you like you know, like you know he he has like all sorts of sake and also like a bit of snack and of course you know made at you know at that kitchen right um but yeah you can talk about um all the stuff with him so like that's really a good place to start um yeah, say, yeah. yeah the, the cool thing about I guess the puppy bar is Right. I said, I, I'm pretty sure he speaks little to no English. That being said, like it's not required. I mean, the mm. guy is an absolute gem. I mean, right. you, know, <laughs> you know, and it's, and it, what's cool is that, I mean, that essentially that place, I, from what I understand, it was basically set up as almost like a gastronomic concierge. Almost, right. Pretty yeah. much. Right. You know, yeah. as opposed to going to the tourist information center, mm. you get off the train and you stroll in there and he's right. got a bunch of rare or interesting sake and snacks mm -hmm. and then you can tell them what you're in the mood for and he'll and they can help you get you set up with right dining or something somewhere in the yeah. city that's that's that literally that is off the beaten path and that is exceptional right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's that's a that's a yeah a, a good first stop Absolutely. Right. Yeah, you have to meet him as soon as you arrived in the city. <laughs> you have to go meet him, <laughs> right. and and then check in with him again upon your departure. Right. Right. Exactly. The <laughs> yeah. Then you talk about what you've done, and then yeah, he would love to hear all the stories. And yeah. Right. <laughs> so, right. So I said yeah. yeah. Tabi bar is great, and then there's um. I I guess we'd have we would be if we didn't mention Ponshukan. Right. Then we would course. be. <clears throat> Right, negligent in our in our in our in our work here. Such a fun right. place, sake right? museum. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I mean that's the best way to describe it, right? It's, yeah, yeah. It's uh, they have a nice vending machine that you put. Like now, you give five hundred yen and you get three to five coins. I don't, I can't remember how many right, coins that you get. Exactly. Five, I think. Mm. Yeah, five. So yeah, you get to try five different sake. And yeah, it's really fun to just to do it. <laughs> I, I, I did that in Ichigo Yuzawa too by myself waiting for my friend to arrive. And yeah, yeah, that's that's something that you have to try when you arrive. Yeah, right. It's and I guess I guess Ponshukan for those like I mean I'm sure you could you could Google it, P-O-N-S-H-U-K-A-N, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> right. Um and I and they have like like you said, they've got a couple of um locations right there's one in right. Niigata station one in Echigo Yuzawa which Yuzawa. is a kind of a big ski destination in in, in Niigata and then in Nagaoka, Nagaoka as well yes. right right which are all main stops on the on the bullet train there but the one at Niigata station is kind of the the massive one right and that right. and that vending machine you're talking about it's more like it's almost like a wall of lockers, like in like a gym or something <laughs> like true. that, right? Like, yeah. And but you, you see put all a, the labels and right, yeah. and each and each one or each locker is dedicated to a sake from a brewery in Niigata. So right. you put a coin in and you get a you get a, you get a tasting. Right? Yeah. You can make I the rounds through if all. If you keep going back, yeah, you can keep trying, and then you finally get eighty-eight different breweries, and like, when you get a stamp, I think your name will be up on the wall. 
I've I've seen that. I think yeah, you, you get a, you get a prize and you get ingrained in the in the history of of Niigata sake and Ponchukan, right? Right. <laughs> good so, reason to keep coming back to Niigata. Right. Exactly. That, right. Exactly. Well, it's a, well, it's a good starting point too, as well, right? Because mm. you can you can kind of get acquainted and maybe at the start of your trip, I said they also have all that sake for sale as well too, or all or at least right. a lot of it. Right. Yeah. They've yeah. Got, they're they're essentially a massive sake and mm -hmm. souvenir shop as well too. And so, you know, you find some stuff you like. You go on your knee, got the journey, and then on the way back through, it's a it's a good place to stop on the way out of town to pick up mm -hmm. things. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Find <laughs> souvenirs. And, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 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 And so, I mean, those are. I mean, those two locations. I mean, I mean, and that's to reiterate. They're inside the station like you haven't mm -hmm. even exited you haven't even gotten yeah, out you of the haven't station gone out yet <laughs> yet at this point right yeah and so i mean a lot of people fall into the trap or it's a, it's a good trap but mm -hmm. right you find those things and then you almost you can just kind of keep going back there you don't have to venture that far outside of the station <laughs> but if you do um you do. there's a lot of really um fantastic fantastic um I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a really lovely city, lovely port city. Um, and it's sort of divided between kind of like you were talking about Fudumachi earlier. And I think that's probably where it makes sense to focus on a bit here, but it's kind of, it's almost divided. Once you leave the station, it's sort of the more, it's the area of the, the city that's been more, I don't know, modernized for lack of a better word. It's gone through a lot of reconstruction. And so there's a lot of new you know, hotels and mm. restaurants and things there. But if you take that extra walk for an extra right. 15, 20 minutes and you cross the bridge mm -hmm. um, over the river, which is lovely, and you get out in the Fudumachi, then you have this thriving part of the city that has been central to that sort of entertainment and food and dining experience that's been around for, for so long. And so right. I guess, and so you go out into Fudumachi. I mean, what is mm -hmm. what is the experience of of drinking and and dining in Fudumachi? I mean, what is what is the Niigata? You know, what is there's what is it all about? So many good places that I like. <laughs> I'm having trouble with <laughs> picking one to introduce, but one or um, five or ten or <laughs> <laughs> five or ten. Know, but, uh, a, a pop if if you have a a route that you you recommend or. Right. Uh, so first of all, like if you're like seafood lover and also like sake lover, I would definitely re recommend uh, going to Suzuki Sengoten. It's a fish shop that um, and they 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 have like, you know, nice lunch menu. Um, they're open only like between nine and five. So like it's not like dinner place, but their fish is just so fresh and so amazing and super cheap. And you get to choose any like, you know, cup of sake <laughs> to drink with. Like a lot of people are actually drinking during the day. <laughs> and like, yeah, the um, people from the market is super nice. And it just not just um, within that um, sushi shop, but um, there, there are many other places that you can buy food from and that you can eat it at the table together. Um, so like... Yeah, like there are just so many different kinds of things and very, like, I don't know, like an authentic for me. Um, and obachans are super nice and friendly. 
Um, so yeah, that's one of the, the my favorite place to take my friends to. Yeah. I said, <laughs> yeah. as you mentioned, they're open at 9 a.m. So right. know, whether whether you order sake at 9 a.m. is up to you, but right, yeah. to go for yeah. early, early morning yeah. <laughs> sushi breakfast, Su sushi breakfast and, <laughs> and a cup of sake. Hey, if you're on a holiday. There you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Perfect way to start your day. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's first thing I would uh, take my friends to. And also, um, hmm, if you want to experience like, oh, it's like, and you could do like a geisha thing too. Um, I need to check with the city hall um, website for the schedule, but like they do have like an geisha dancing things and like really reasonable that they will do for you and with lunch and a bit of a cuisine. Yeah, we'll put we'll put links to that on the website or, or places right. where, yeah, where there people are many could go places. to maybe look into right. that. I'm not sure if there's a lot of English information, but I'm, I know that they're very welcoming to visit. I mean, that's essentially what they're doing, right? It's for visitors, it's for travelers. And so lunch, or if you're willing to spend a bit more, you can do a, a dinner thing yeah. as well too, right? I mean, you can organize right. something, right? Yeah, you cool. can. Yeah. And also if you wanted to meet this, uh, these geishas, but in a regular kimono, not geisha kimono, um, during the day, there's a cafe that you can visit. And uh, yeah, that's Ryuto Cafe. Ryuto Cafe is the name. And uh, so yeah, it's really nice old Japanese uh, traditional house that used to be a house for geishas, I think. And they okay. made it into a cafe now. And uh, so, yeah, you can go in and have some nice green tea or like Yukimura coffee, you know, like okay. snow-aged coffees. Yeah. Like snow is one of the, you know, thing in Niigata that we get a lot of snow. Oh, my God. Maybe not right in Niigata City, but like, you know, in the countryside, mountainside. That's like, a whole, absolutely. Like many meters of snow. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> right. So yeah, so those coffees, um, beans were aged in the snow and that's supposed to make the, you know, beans a bit sweeter, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, very, very nice. Um, so you can try those coffee too with the geisha and take nice. a them. Nice. <laughs> so that's nice. About another my favorite place. Um, yeah, and you can walk around that area too. Uh, it looks like you're kind of time, time traveling here and there. And yeah, I, I like that. And uh, also um, the other, if you love like Japanese cuisine and wanted to try Niigata sake, um, like there's a place called Jikon. Okay. And Furumachi Jikon. Um, they have, yeah, I was there last night and it was just food is so good. And like, they're really focused on like, you know, all, a lot of ingredients from Niigata prefecture as well. And um, serving only Niigata sake. Um, and uh, the chef is so into like introducing Nikata culture through cuisine, you know, through his his dishes. So yeah, that's one of the places that definitely I would recommend you to go. Um, but if you're not a big fan of like, well, like, you know, if you're traveling around in Japan too much, like you get kind of fed up with too much Japanese food. Yeah, absolutely. And you crave for, you know, something like something more you're used to, right? So there is a Italian, Niigata Italian place called Tsubame Sanjo Bit. And yeah. they, yeah, so they use all the ingredients from Niigata, but like they make, you know, pasta or pizza or like any sort of like in a grilled uh, meat things um at the site and like you know the taste is more 
um, westernized, I guess, but like mm. um, they do use Japanese um, cuisine technique also. So it's kind of like a Japanese Italian fusion. Yeah, I think. And yeah, yeah. and uh, of course, you know, they serve sake too, um, as well as a local wine also. Yeah. So yeah, that place on you can try. Yeah, you can you can you know try Niigata ingredients but to the taste that you're more used to and yeah. like yeah sometimes you crave for those kind of things right like even if i'm back in canada like and i guess i was craving for miso soup for you know here and there of course yeah. right yeah so but still like you want to try to taste something from the local so that's this is the perfect place for any of you to you know to crave those kind of things absolutely absolutely well, i guess and um, you said it's called Tsubame Sanjo Bit, right? B-I-T, right? B-I-T, yes. Right? And I guess it's worth mentioning, I guess at least mentioning Tsubame Sanjo, right? Mm -hmm. Which is just, right. it's only, I mean, on the bullet train, it's what, only like 10, 15 10 minutes? 10 minutes, yeah. 10 minutes Niigata. from here, yeah. And I mean, that's a, I mean, culturally, that's a very significant region as well, mm -hmm. just because of... Craftsmanship. Craftsmanship, and... right? Right. Yeah, they... They make like how do you call it like hammer, cop hammered copperware, <laughs> which we call it. Yeah. Um, like you know the like yeah sake wares or um any sort of things like they yeah they were known with all the metal things. I don't know how yeah. how, how to describe it to be honest, but yeah. yeah. I mean it's like all the it's it's a lot of like metal and bronze working for a lot of the, they're probably most known for, I guess, in the culinary world, but like knives, a lot of people go there for knives. Like there's a lot of knife factories that right, are yeah. highly, very highly regarded, but it's not just those it's right. It's different vessels for sake service or, mm -hmm. but it's, it's primarily metal working is what metal they're really working. well known for metal and metal or bronze or copper and, right, and right. all those things and so and i and that's right because bit is from they're from tsubame sanjo right like that's where they're based or something right I think. their headquarters is now in tsubame sanjo and their concept of this restaurant is to introduce um their copperware um you know tsubame sanjo metalware through their cuisine of course like ingredients are coming from Niigata but like their um like cut cutteries right mm. and knife and you know um, forks they're all from that region and there is actually 5d rooms like in Tsubame Sanjo if you go there at the headquarters there is a food pairing room special room um yeah I'll give you the link to that too there's a video yeah, we'll put it in there yeah, and uh, so you get to experience 360 degrees um, videos. So you're surrounded by the you know visual like audio, and you have this course menu um, along with this video, and also like in you know, a concierge is there, like they will explain to you like you know, about the region and like in you know, food and all those kind of things, and of course like there, um, that's what I'm doing like you know sake pairing. And we have Niigata, not just sake, but also beer and wine, all, you know, brewed locally. And uh, each one, you know, one of the dishes are paired with these beverages. So, yeah, that's really good. And also, like, you know, the price is half of the price that you get in Tokyo. <laughs> 
like Niigata price. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something I really like, you know, living in Niigata, that everything is super fresh and super great, you know, quality, but the price is half of, you know, what you get in, you know, bigger cities. And right. That's like, I mean, that's like one of the secrets that I like everybody needs to know, but I kind of want to keep to myself. Is that, <laughs> honestly, I mean, right. Like you said, you can, I mean, you can buy a bullet train mm -hmm. ticket right, and be in Niigata at one of those places we described in 90 minutes, right? like a very comfortable 90 minutes. And mm -hmm. then you can go out and dine on incredibly high quality ingredients and food and sake and for a fraction of what it would cost for a, an equivalent or a similar experience in Tokyo or Kyoto or something like that. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of insane. It really right? is. It's really, <laughs> it's pretty miraculous. Right. Honest, right. Yeah. One of the Michelin sushi place in Niigata called Alai, Sushi Alai. They do one sake pairing with each one of the sushi that they serve. And again, that's like 200, like, you know, Ichiman Hasein. Yeah. Like, yeah, 18,000 yen. Um, so like which, including which at the current exchange rate is like twelve dollars. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be so sweet, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, but it, I mean, but yeah, I mean, you're looking at what a hundred and fifty yeah. or something like that, right? Right. For a full-on high-level. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Michelin star paired. Um, paired. Yeah, including sake and sushi all together, and like you even including like your fee for the bullet train. I don't think you can get the same quality of fish and sake for the same price in Tokyo. So it's really worth just coming to Niigata for that only. And yeah, that's, but yeah, we are so lucky. I think any food, like whenever we dine out, yeah, like you asked me earlier, um, the eating out in Niigata is just so <laughs> reasonable and super high quality that anywhere that I just, you know, walk in, I never get disappointed which could happen in Tokyo, you know, yeah. like it looks nice, but like, you know, the, the food is not as good and like, yeah. you know, just so pricey, but yeah, it doesn't Absolutely. happen in Niigata. Like if you do, it, they go out of business so quickly because everyone is so good here and, yeah. you know, super high competition. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I guess, I mean, the people living there are so accustomed to just eating really great food, right? Their access to great rice and, and fresh fish and all those things. And, I mean, it's a major agricultural region as well, too. So exactly. right? just if what people are eating at home is just regardless of how good the chef is at home, the 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 quality of just the baseline ingredients and the sake are so mm. incredibly high. Right. That, right. If those people, those people go out to eat, you have to you have to go above and beyond what what the local population is accustomed to. Right. Mm, right. To right, survive. Right. So, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, if you are food lovers, sake lovers, like Niigata is really the place to be. It is. It is indeed. I said, and I know that, I mean, and I, around Fudumachi in that area, I mean, I know there's a lot of, I don't think it's ongoing and I imagine it's, it's changed a bit due mm -hmm. to COVID and whatnot over the past couple of years, but I know that there's been a lot of, um, I guess, collaboration and cooperation between the city and then a lot of the local dining establishments and bars right. to where there's a lot of like they try to make it accessible to where you can go and you know they have different like passes or tickets or things that you can buy to go and 
it's basically, yeah, here's a list of 50 fantastic drinking and dining options and go ahead and make the rounds at your leisure. Or yeah, like there's right. a lot of, yeah, they do a lot of uh, pub girl. Right? Yeah, 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 that's true. It's, yeah, there is, um, I think, in, not information center, but um, there's a place that you can actually hop in in Hurumachi that there's a cafe and kind oh, of like right. a cafe bar, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's run by a lady, um, Chino-san. So like, yeah, right, she's yeah. also selling the tickets too. And uh, so yeah, um, I loved it actually, because like um, some of the places in Furumachi, kind of like Kyoto, like you don't get to go in if you're not familiar with the restaurant, like Ichigen-san, yeah. for the first time comer, like you're not yeah. really accepted, but like with that ticket, like you can go in, like, you know, those places. And because like one ticket is only like 1500 yen, um, you get um, one dish and one cup of sake, um, which is actually full amount, like 180, you know, milliliter. Um, And then, so like, you know, even if you don't like it, it's really cheap, (laughs) you know? And again, like you never get disappointed, but like you can discover these new places by having these tickets and you can do the, you know, pub crawl. Yeah. Right. So yeah, like I've discovered so many good places with these tickets. Um, so yeah, like what was it? What was it called? Um, Burarizake, Furumachi. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. Yeah. That sounds yeah. right. If you're writing, you know, um, good time for those tickets, like, and I definitely, yeah, suggest you to to get those tickets. Right. Etc. Even you know, if you can find, I imagine the information is probably in Japanese, but I mean, if you can find like the past list mm-hmm. of restaurants or something like that right? Right, if you look right. at from a past event or something like that it'll have a list of probably 40 or 50 different restaurants yeah. that are pretty much all solid right right yeah very very <laughs> nice yeah oh yeah and uh, i need to mention your favorite place ponchugaru oh we, we can't we can't go without mentioning i mean ponchu, ponchu girl <laughs> ponchu girl <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah ponchu girl she's Right. I mean, there's, there's so much heart in there. It's a, right. There's just so much love mm-hmm. for the, yeah. sa- the, the sake in there. Right. It's, I mean, I don't even know how to even ex- describe that place. It's like, it's not a bar. Is it a bar? And it's, like, it's not a restaurant. Cause there's not a lot of food a, available. Right. But yeah. And she goes to visit all the breweries with, you know, just by herself. And then make good relationship with them, and then I buy those sake and then bring it back and I serve it there. Right. Um, yeah. So like all the stories that she has is also like you know really hands on. Yeah. And yeah, and it's just her personality too, kind of like Kubota-san, I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> very cute and yeah. very entertaining. Oh, you can do karaoke too. Right. right. So it's just <laughs> I mean it's just very welcoming. It's just very casual, but it's she's got this fantastic ever rotating selection of sake that she goes out and procures right. personally yeah. you know yeah. and it's I mean yeah I guess it's I guess the sake bar would I guess be the, the I guess in, in a way it's kind of it's it's kind of a bar I think but you can also order out food from nearby places right they have it right. brought in <laughs> like you go in there's not a lot of there's like they give it just a little snack and then there's this massive sake list but then if you get yeah. hungry she'll you tell her what you're in the mood for and she'll call up like a neighboring restaurant and they'll they'll deliver right. it over you know kind of a thing and it's yeah you can you can you can you can stroll in there and before you realize that you've 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 downed a lot of a lot of sake and a yeah lot of, a lot of time has passed <laughs> <laughs> 
Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association has teamed up with the Association de la Sommelier Internationale, ASI, to expand awareness and understanding of sake and its many facets throughout the world. ASI has members in over 60 countries and provides a forum for sommelier exchange, educational programs, and competitions. The partnership will enable the establishment of a network of active sommeliers interested in sake and will provide opportunities to communicate sake's potential pairings beyond the framework of Japanese food. ASI's General Assembly was held in Nagoya in July of this year. In September, the ASI Boot Camp will be held in Malaysia, and in November, the ASI Best Sommelier Competition for Asia and Oceania will be held in Taiwan. The World Competition will be held in February of 2023 in Paris. In the future, JSS will continue to coordinate efforts with ASI by providing sake tastings and seminars at events organized by ASI. One practical question for our listeners. I mean, do you do you need to book these places? I mean, I'm, obviously today is a special special time because we are in the, well, not post-COVID, but COVID, COVID times, but right. say three years ago, mm-hmm. uh, would you have been able to just walk around and enter these places and say, uh, can we sit down? We are two, we are four, we are six, or right. do you need to book? Um, I would, was like a jikon and a bit, and you know, these places I would say safer to book. Um, like last night, Jikon was actually fully booked, and I was lucky to, you know, get a slot um, for two of us to go in. Um, but yeah, even now, like these places, you need to book, but um, you can do that easily online. Um, so yeah, yeah, and online, uh, or if you go or... to Tabi Bar, Tabi Bar, talk, yeah, <laughs> inside the station, and talk to Kuboto san and say, hey, yeah. I want to go here. Can you help right. me get in there? He will. That's he, true. He, he will pull some strings. He's your he's your secret concierge. Well. <laughs> secret concierge, yeah, different personal concierge. Yeah. That's a great option. Yeah, so you can do that. Yeah, Poncha girl. Um, I don't know if you can make a reservation. Can you? I imagine you probably could. I mean, I guess it's that's the thing with Nigata is it's it doesn't necessarily at least from my experience it doesn't always look busy when you're walking around especially mm. in the winter right it's it's cold right. and whatever so the <laughs> it's streets snowy. may not look like everything is packed right um, but there's so many options so it just it feels wonderful to be able to just kind of stroll the streets and wander into places that you want to visit and go have a snack a drink and move on and go to different places what's great is that you can do that but at the same time popular places are full Full, yeah right and so it's hard but you can't really tell from the outside so you know i guess if it's if it's a weekend or a busy travel season or something then i would say you know maybe try to make reservations or either go to tubby bar or something and see if you can set something up um but you know if you're there on a weekday and an off season and you're not strict about time or you know i have to be in for dinner at six or i have to be somewhere you know just having a list of recommendations or places you'd like to go right and then right just strolling the streets and going out and discovering those and finding those mm-hmm. you know i is I, I think that's a that's a really beautiful experience as well um yeah they're they're all places that would welcome you you know like you said it's places like bit is a little more i don't know high dining i guess for for lack of a better word so you know at a, at a fancy place or a you know a fancy sushi restaurant or something like that you know right. it, obviously a reservation is preferred but you know 90 percent of the stuff in around Fudumachi, i'd say is 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 very accessible 
Right. Yeah, that's true. You can just walk around and decide, like pick whatever you find that's available. Yeah, there, there's just so many options that you can pick it from. It's like, yeah, just, yeah, missing just one restaurant doesn't mean that you will miss the whole dinner. <laughs> right. It's not the end of the world, right? It's not the end of the world, no. Yeah. And so what do I do between meals? Between these? Um, good question. <laughs> <laughs> Where can I learn about sake? Where can I, can you learn about sake? Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Where can from, I? Can from, from Tomomi. From, from me, yeah, you can <laughs> from me. Like I'm actually like two minutes away from Furumachi, one minute, two minutes away from Furumachi. So you can hop into my my little cafe that I run. Um, yeah, I do teach sake here and there. <laughs> um, so yeah, we can do that. But I, I mean, like just to walk around the um, area is, is really interesting. Again, like there is um, um, Saito Tebete, like mm. those Japanese nice garden, kind of mm. like where you're sitting, Sebastian, right now, like your background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have those uh, tea houses um, around too. And, uh, you know, there are many people who can give you the guide. Um, I thought you would take us to a sake brewery. Sake brewery. Possible, isn't it? Right. Um, in that case, you can go back to Niigata Station. Mm. Um, instead of going straight from straight forward from the station, you turn right, and then uh, you will go to the area called Nuttari. And uh, there is a brewery called uh, Imayotsukasa. So yeah, yeah, you can do um, a sake brewery tour there. And at the very end of the tour, they will let you um, get masu, like for 500 yen or something. And using the masu, you can get all you can drink. <laughs> you can taste all the, you know, sake there. Um, and there is actually an English speaker. Um, her, yeah, she speaks very good English. And she will give you a tour um, about sake and also like and how they make their sake too. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's we yeah, we talked a lot about Fudumachi. And I think if you're coming to dine specifically, there's a lot of options there. But yeah, I think it, it's definitely worth mentioning Nutari because I think it is really significant. Mm -hmm. Right. It's also um it's also very accessible from the station. It's probably what 15 minute walk, yeah, maybe minute walk. Yeah. something like that. Um right. there is a miso brewery that you can visit too. Right. And yeah. Right. Minemura Right. They miso and amazake and, and cafe and stuff like that there. There's right. a beer brewery. There's the Nutari. Right. Beer Nutari beer. Yeah. Yeah. Tap room true. there. Yeah. That um, region used to be a brewing area. It's like, yeah, you know, those uh, northern ship coming into Niigata. That's where those. Um, soybeans coming from Hokkaido you know will arrive there and the salt from the you know like Kansai area and then we have rice so we burrito the like in a miso show soy sauce and the sake all together there so like we used to have a huge huge production you know um, belt in that region and that's why the government actually owned Nutari area on their own like you know they're those are used to be like in a bakuhu, you know, Edo period yeah, time, like yeah. in all these on a castle, Shubilate. like in a samurai, yeah. um, you know, had their own um, areas, right? But this yeah. specific area was owned by bakuhu directly because mm. they didn't want any of those 
um, castles to have power. Okay. So yeah, so it was coming all together there, and the culture is still there. So and it's it's kind of nice that it used to be kind of like too commercial area, I guess, like you know, for not very rich people living there, right? Like yeah. because they're commerce and yeah, you know, not from shogun or like you know these these you know samurai people. Um, and that's also maybe why, but it, it didn't really develop that much, but in a good way now that, you know, not too many new buildings are built up there. So when you walk in, like, and it feels like you've been time traveling also, kind of like Furumachi too. Yeah. 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 So that's one nice thing about um, Nutari, I think. Right. And there's, what is it called? Like the Nutari Terrace? Terrace, yeah. Whatever, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's like a young population that's really come in and really sort of DIY'd right the, the the sort of the modern version of that of that culture and there's a lot yeah. of cool little like cafes and little mm -hmm. bars and restaurants and places there's a there's right. a really lovely little guest house there yeah yeah it's all it's nari 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 yeah right um yeah. and, and so like, like you can make your glassware or like pottery or like yeah you know, experiences yeah right. it's a place it's kind of it's kind of it's again very close to the station and they, like you said you have ima yotsukasa Right. So you have the sake brewery there that actually does give tours and is walking distance from the station. And right, that's all right there. And it's, yeah, it's not like it's concentrated in this one spot, but if you walk, you know, this yeah, somewhat wider oh, right. Right. You know, field of the Nutari area, there's all these just lovely little um, shops and places that are, that are, and a lot of them are, you know, run by, um, yeah, younger people who younger people of, yeah i was gonna know? say yeah yeah new oh. generation it's like yeah the way they um like introduce the, the the those area and also products are pretty unique and oh you know at the same time like there are like a many traditional stuff too so it's really nice way to discover you know our town i think in the yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. i said nice yeah go ahead <laughs> just sorry yeah. i just remembered about tsukushi that i didn't mention ah, <laughs> just before tsukushi. you leave from nigata i love i love tsukushi that place is i, I i'm i'm kind of afraid to tell tell everyone but i want, <laughs> but I want them to it's it on paper it doesn't make sense it's basically like fantastic italian and fantastic japanese cuisine all in the same place yeah and for my money one of the most exciting sake selections in 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 the immediate area around the station and and out there um i absolutely love it on paper it sounds like a mess but it's <laughs> it's fantastic yeah well the dad is doing japanese cuisine the son is right? doing italian so yeah, yeah. they've split two, roles two perfectly chefs, right right split roles perfectly yeah and yeah their selection of like all the drinks and food is just amazing and super good and right. you can it's, keep talking with them forever too right so yeah. lovely i mean gosh the i said yeah the list of of good dining is oh it's it's endless i mean when uh, uh armonia is really great mm -hmm. right? yeah that's another place it's, yeah right that would be a good place for a reservation right just really really yeah. really really beautiful really focus on local local ingredients and things yeah yeah some place like that would be cool mm. um Oh yeah, not to forget that we do also have wine and a beer outside of Niigata yeah. central area that's called uh, Wine Coast. We have yeah. like six wineries uh, right by the ocean. Right, it's in uh, is it Echizenhama? 
H is, is in Hamad, yeah. Right, would be the region, I guess, if you're to look for it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, I said you got the has yeah some yeah. exceptional wine production. Right. The the first craft beer brewery in Japan was yeah is, is Echigo beer. Echigo, yeah. Echigo, Echigo beer. beer right? and, yeah, that's right there too. Right. You yeah. Got, um, and then uh, what else? Swan Lake is up there for make some great you mm -hmm. know, local beer. I mean just the general beverage track is, is, is pretty exceptional. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. We, so like we have a sake no gin for, you know, sake festival, October fest and of course wine um, fest at those brewery, uh, no, the, the wineries and also October fest, Niigata October fest for the beer. But we actually realized um, in back in 2015, we realized that there's no event that we can try all of them together at the same time. That's true. So I started this event called the Niigata Jozo Summit. Okay. <laughs> so all the breweries will get together from, you know, each, um, you know, winery, brewery, um, sake brewery. Yeah. And then we talk about how to brew things. Oh, cool. And yeah. And then you get to try all the, you know, the beverages as well as you, you know, listen to them and you can learn like a full experience from, from these people. And so, yeah, we decided to open it again like this year too. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so we just did that back in February. Uh, unfortunately, because of the COVID situation, we had to do everything online. But yeah. this year, we're doing everything offline. So oh, very yeah. cool. Come to Niigata for that. Very cool. Oh, excellent. <laughs> when is it? When is that going to be? You, it's going to be uh, in the middle of February, I think, two thousand twenty-three. Yeah. Okay. But so we're that's going to be pretty close to Sake no Jin time, assuming yeah. if they Actually, if they do it this year. Sure. Right? I mean, in the past, it was usually it was usually in the past it was February, March. March, March usually right? March, but we're doing mini Sakenojin already in October. Okay. Yeah, so okay. it's coming up soon. So those like things, in a those few things months. are happening as well. Yes, it is. Yes, it very is. Cool. Right. So, very yeah. cool. Very cool. So many reasons to come out to Niigata just for sake experience. Right. I said just the day trips, like you said, going out to wine country for a day or for a night. Mm -hmm. Right. Hitting out that way, you can do that. Yeah. Um, we didn't like on it. Lagoon, yeah, Lagoon, Lagoon Brewery, just, right? Yeah, just opened up, just a short trip, just a short mm -hmm. train ride out there, and you mm -hmm. um, making dobodoku and, and yeah. ice cream. Right, sake for export, and yeah, and ice cream and, <laughs> and ice cream. Like that. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful out there, right? Beautiful yes. place out there on the lagoon. Yeah, um, you can go and camp out there if you want. Um, right? Um, yeah, that's yeah. out there. We didn't touch on it today, but from essentially downtown Niigata, you can grab a boat over to Sato Island, which could be an episode hmm. in and of itself. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sato has lots of stories too. <laughs> you know, um, there's another place that I loved. It's um, Hoppo Bunka, the yeah. Northern Culture Museum, uh, which tells a lot about the about rice. I mean, the, the story of rice cultivation in Niigata um, and shows the wealth of uh, merchants in right. the uh, Edo and, and Meiji times. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely gorgeous uh, buildings, aren't they? And, and everything that's on display is quite, is, quite, is quite nice. I mean, so if you go to a Lagoon Brewery, I think it's nice, you can, you can have the two excursion together. Mm, that's true. Yeah, and also like it's, I think it's really unique that this the Northern Culture Museum um, is that it wasn't run by you know samurai or shogun but it was run by a farmer 
like super rich farmer like and that actually explains how wealthy Niigata you know was that time you know with the farming and you know all those kind of things um so yeah I like you can see you know a lot of like detailed like older stuff um you can see and yeah and also they're there they have like a good um English um like explanation and things don't they Oh, I'm sorry, I must say I, I went with the oh, Japanese right. ones. So. Oh, right, right. <laughs> you had a people too. Uh. Um, but I mean, the, the website has a, is, is in English or partly in English. So easy to find information about it. Right, right, right. Yeah, and it's yeah, a great place to. Yeah, I mean, there, there is a connection between the, 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 the family who owns the place. Was it Ito? And a foreign um person was he scottish or so i wouldn't be surprised that because of that connection with um with uh, western culture they actually they actually built um their service in english as well oh true true hmm, hmm, hmm. yeah i said so i said when if you start if you venture out i said you can easily spend two or three days just in and around Niigata station but if you start venturing out even just you know 30 minutes or so in, in any other direction. There's a lot of places where you can spend a half day or a day as well too. Sometimes what, what may be difficult is to connect the dots, uh, yeah. go from one point to the other. I mean, if while well, if you're drinking, forget, uh, of course, uh, renting a car. Yeah. Um, but uh, what, what, what do you think? Do, do, do you think that the bus and train networks are easy to use? Uh, are there some, is there a place you can go to to I mean, beyond Google Maps to um, <laughs> to to find information about uh, about transport. Yeah, well, the, uh, there is an actual um, information center at the Niigata station, and they do. It's right beside the bus terminal, so yeah, you can get uh, get around. Like a bus is going around pretty easily. Although I don't know if there is any like English instructions, but um, now yeah, like you can actually look it on. Um, on your phone too. And the bus itself has Wi-Fi. They can get in city Wi-Fi is there. So yeah, I think um, it's starting to be fairly easy for you to um, go around and including this, you know, wine wine coast. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can take a bus there too. So you can drink and come back. Yeah. yeah. I mean the, the, the Wi-Fi, I mean the Wi-Fi tip is very useful because mm. uh, sometimes you you they are boarding a bus from the station because you right. have information at the station, but then right. you just don't know how to how to come back and you don't have access. To yeah, right. Info, yeah. But but yeah, bus itself has yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's extremely yeah. useful. Mm. I think there's like a taxi ticket to um to go back and forth between Niigata City and um um the wine coast on, with a fixed price. I think that's right. been subsidized too, so that's like fairly reasonable. Oh wow. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. I've got to, I have to make that trip. I haven't been out that way in a while. I might have yeah, to be, you should, you might should. be next on that might be next on the list. Excellent. Well, Tomoe, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I guess before we, before we sign off here, um, yeah. Do you have any, where can, where can our listeners, if they want to find out more of what it is that you're up to, if they want to follow you or what's, what's, what's got, what's, what's got you busy or if people want to get in touch who are coming to Niigata, who are, who need some, support in their in their Niigata sake 
sure. adventures. What, how, yeah. how, what's, what's going, what's going on with you, and and how, sh how should people get in touch with you if they're keen? What's going on with me? Oh, right. Can I mention about something new that that do. I'm doing? Um, so I'm starting a brewery, new brewery, just like Lagoon, but more focused on a mountainside. And so I'm starting this little brewery in uh, Tokamachi called uh, Matsunoyama Onsen area, actually, hot spring okay. area. And right next to Kamosumori guest house, I have a okay. teeny tiny building, like 30 tsubo, um, like a hundred square meter, um, you know, for one floor. And they, they have their like two stories. Um, what makes my place more unique is that you can come in and experience making sake with me. Cool. Yeah, Very and cool. uh, we want to use all the rice coming from that, you know, rice terrace. Um, you know, um, we I also like Tokamachi is actually well known with the uh, art festival. Yeah, like field yeah, art yeah. festival, and cool. yeah, so our place is going to be part of the art too. Oh, very cool. Yeah, very and cool, very uh, yeah, cool. you can experience making sake and also stay at this um, uh, kamosumori. We have also like you know selection of sake and do um, pairing with the cuisine there too. Sake pairing. What, what's the name of the brewery? Uh, the name of the brewery is not selected yet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really a new project. So work in still, progress. Yeah, I'm still working. <laughs> There's so many ideas and like, but yeah, yeah, it's something to do with snow, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, if I guess you have so. any, if the listeners actually have a good idea, let yeah. me know. <laughs> so, new, 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 new experiential brewery in, in, yeah. in, in, in Tokamachi. Like that one, I guess, and for people listening, I mean, Kamosumori is a fantastic if you're looking for, right, just a nice lodging experience and a great sake experience. That's a great it place is. to go and spend a night as well, too. So something exactly. to, to to put on the list as well. So yeah, we have natural hot spring, too. And the view is go. amazing. Yeah, look it up online. I, I'll send yeah, you we'll, the link. Yeah, but... we'll put links in the show notes for, for our listeners. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Very and, nice. Uh, yeah, find me on... Uh, um, you know, www.nigasakelovers.com cool. or Facebook or Instagram me on um, at tomomi.sake or um, nigasakelovers. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. Tomomi, thank you so much for making time to yeah. share Nigaka with us thank a little you. bit today. Thank Thanks you very a much. lot for having me. Yeah. To, I, will, I will be in touch on my next visit, which will hopefully be soon. Yes. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> That'd very be great. Cool. Excellent. All right. And that perfect. Thanks so much to, to both of you. Thank you. Great pleasure. And that will do it for another episode of Sake on Air. Uh, thanks again so much for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach out to us at questions at sakeonair.com or follow us at Sake on Air on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, we will be back very shortly with more info about discovering uh, sake as we get kind of back in the swing of things and get the show back on air. Um, so hopefully as Japan opens up, all of our listeners will um, be somewhat motivated to uh, make the trip over to this little island and have some of those sake experiences that they have been lacking maybe over the past couple of years. So uh, we will keep that up um, here at Sake on Air. And Sake on Air has been made possible with the fantastic support of the Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association and the Japan Sake and Shochu Information Center located here in the heart of Tokyo. 
Saki on Air is um, brought to you by Podcast K Productions with audio work by Mr. Frank Walter.